0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast where I am sharing my book Feelers, a chapter or sometimes two, a week, and we are very close to the end. Please enjoy chapter 27 of Feelers. Mills talked for hours. At some point, Elena left the hut, but I didn't notice at the time. It was only after Mills left to meet with the village leaders that I snapped out of my intense stupor and stumbled outside to find her. Elena was seated on the platform behind the hut. The sun was sinking behind the trees, and the sky was growing gray with pre-dark. Her feet swung under the platform above the empty space. My stomach lurched at the sight, but I managed to sit down and scoop myself over to the edge. Slowly, I swung my legs over the edge and felt the emptiness below me. My stomach flip-flopped again. Nice night, I said in a shaky voice, trying to make it light but failing. Elena didn't return my strained smile. What's up, Elena? Her eyes widened and she glared at me. What's up? Really? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the brain-exploding information that we just learned? Among other things, the fact that you have to be a third incarnation for it to work? I put my hand to my forehead and squeezed my temples. So? I don't mind. You have to die. I swallowed and waited for my heart to slow down. But it wouldn't stop pounding. I leaned my head against her shoulder and sighed shakily. I know. But I don't have a choice. Mills laid it all out. What they knew of Misha's plans was amended by Elena's knowledge. The layout of the wellness labs were sketched on large leaves that Mills spread before us. There were slashes through the ones already destroyed by Misha's Golden Army. The layout of the wellness labs were sketched on large leaves that Mills spread before us. There were slashes through the ones already destroyed by Misha's Golden Army. The wellness centers were focused on understanding the starborn through scientific experimentation. Until our escape, no starborn had survived their tests. They refused to accept that some things could not be explained with science. The dregs called themselves the Aurora and didn't side with either group. Many were the starborn, abandoned to the forest by their terrified parents, and there were some regular citizens that had just abandoned the city, the rules, and Hiptas. Most of the Aurora lived in the trees, but some dwelt below the ground in the caverns within the mountainside. The split was almost entirely the regulars in the caves and the starborn in the trees. There was no tension between the groups, but there was no unity either. Until now it had not mattered. Their focus had been staying invisible while the other groups destroyed each other. Now they were counting on me to end it. This was when Elena left with a soft, choked sound. Mills watched her go and reached across the table to take my hands. Listen, Hesh, she said. My head snapped up. Mills laughed. Please, I know who you are. Better than anyone else. I know your true name. Now listen up. She leaned in close. Your friend is already locked in her powers. But you, my dear, are different. I know you hate the word, but at times it has great power. She squeezed my hands tighter and looked intensely into my eyes. Do you ever wonder, she whispered, what you are exactly? I'm a witch. I responded immediately. I had known, but I hadn't understood. Suddenly it all made sense. Just like you. She smiled and released my hands. She leaned back and refilled our teacups. Unfortunately, you're right, she said, lifting her cup to her lips. Elena was staring at her hands. They were knotted tightly in her lap. Her pale fingers were bloodless and glowed in the light of the rising moon. It's not like I'll actually die, I said. I'll be back. Bigger and better than ever. I tried to smile, but Elena's expression was solemn. You have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know how much it hurts. It won't last forever, I said defensively. Sometimes it feels like it does, she said softly. It comes back Over and over again. She looked out over the treetops. The leaves rustled softly beneath us. Sometimes I still dream about it. Her words were faint. The leaves almost drowned them out. I feel it all the time. We sat in silence for a while. I didn't know how to respond. Her words made the ball of fear in my belly twist painfully. With a sigh, Elena pushed herself up and walked away without a word. I didn't follow her; There was nothing I could say to make her feel better. It was an impossible choice. I sat there for a long time, watching the leaves beneath my feet. I didn't hear her approach, but after some time, the young girl who had previously accompanied Mills appeared beside me. "Hello, Hesh," Her voice was a high-pitched whisper. She sat down beside me and swung her feet through the air that was below us. Do you remember me? Of course, I replied. She smiled happily but said nothing else. What are you? I asked after a while. Starborn or which? She smiled wider and flung herself onto the platform. She lay on her back and pointed up at the sky. The immense black space above was speckled with thousands of stars. Look there, she said in her odd voice. Lay back, look up, relax. She grinned at me. I lay back on the hard platform and stared up at the sky. The world disappeared, and I was absorbed into it. Just breathe, she said quietly. I tried to take a deep breath, but it felt like a weight lay on my chest. The sky pressed down upon me and panic blossomed deep within. The stars began to move. They swooped and swirled across the sky in haphazard patterns. You see it, she asked. I couldn't respond. The sound that came out of me was a mix between a gasp and a squeak. The weight on my chest was crushing and my lungs were on fire. She laughed, the laugh of a young girl, childish and wild, free. The stars stopped suddenly. The pressure rose from my chest and the cold air rushed in. I coughed hard and rolled onto my side, pulling my knees into my chest and trying to regulate my breathing. Do you understand yet? I shook my head. She laughed again and sat up. She crossed her legs and watched me struggle. You will eventually, when you need me. I am your friend, Hesh. I know your true name. My coughing ceased and I sat up. She was gone. I looked around quickly and got to my feet, but she had completely vanished. As I moved toward the hut, I saw Mills watching me from the shadows. She stared blankly. Her eyes were completely white and they glowed a little in the sparse moonlight. One hand rested on the hut. The other reached out at something I could not see. I approached her cautiously. Her body was tense and straining. Her hand trembled, yet her face remained vacant and slack. Without thinking, I touched my fingertips to hers, and the surge of energy sent me flying backward. I skidded to a stop at the edge of the platform, catching myself against a post. Mills crumpled to the ground. I scrambled to get up and run to her, My body ached painfully when I tried to move, but I made it to her side. I was relieved to find her breathing. Her face wore an expression of peace, as if she was sleeping comfortably in bed. Mills, I whispered. She won't wake. The girl stood camouflaged in the shadows. Her soft voice made me jump. Her high-pitched giggle pierced the quiet night. She does this all the time. You witches get weird after a few incarnations. And Mills is as old as they come. She stepped from the shadows and held up a blanket. She wrapped it around Mills and adjusted her into a more comfortable position. She'll hurt tomorrow, the girl said, shaking her head. What an existence. She moved toward the hut. Come inside, she said. I'll tell you who I am. She laughed again and walked around to the front of the hut. I looked at Mills sleeping peacefully. There was a small smile on her usually worried face. The wrinkles were smoothed away, and she looked young again. Younger, anyway. Inside the hut, the girl was seated at the stone table waiting for me. She removed the black shawl she wore draped over her shoulders. Her dress was black and worn, but I was distracted by her skin. Her arms were covered in crisscross scars from wrist to elbow. The skin was red and angry. Parts of it glowed and shifted as if there was lava beneath the surface. Are you afraid? Her voice was unsettling. I was afraid, but I knew better than to let her know that. No, I replied in a calm, clear voice. I kept my face expressionless. It was not easy to maintain. She laughed. Okay, she said with a grin. We can pretend that's true. She put her heavy black boots on the table and leaned back. There was nothing to support her, but she floated comfortably in space. When I'd first met her, she'd seemed young, but now she looked more like a sullen teenager. Her dark eyes bore hints of the same fire red that adorned her forearms. I couldn't maintain eye contact with her. It made my skin crawl, and I could only withstand it for a few seconds. You need to open yourself up, Hesh. Let it all in. You know what I am. She sighed and rolled her eyes. She waved her hand in front of my face, and my body went rigid. My eyesight narrowed, and darkness creeped in around the edges. Visions came to me. Volcanoes, fires, and towering buildings of flame. The blackest night sky, the dancing stars, tiny balls of fire, electricity, lightning, destruction. You're my sister, I said suddenly, and my body went limp. There was a bright flash, and then darkness. And that is the end of Chapter 27, Book Lovers. I hope you're still enjoying Feelers. I will be back next week with a new chapter, and we are getting closer and closer to the end. And then I'll have to pick another book. Hmm. What will it be? (laughs) Until next time, book lovers, keep reading.